You're listening to the No Farting Around Show. We're all about taking your marketing and business from the toilet to the bank. I'm your host, Ashley Mae Fernandez, and this is the only show where making a disruptive noise smells like success. Each week, I interview high-level disruptors who are making a big stink in their industry by doing things their own way while you listen in and ask a question or two. Talk show, live studio audience style. Expect all things marketing, messaging, money, and mindset, and only strategies that don't include farting and darting or treating your clients like an afterthought. So if you're ready to stop farting around and actually scale your business, let's cut to the cheese and get on with the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the No Farting Around Show. I have so much energy today because I am sitting with a really awesome person. We actually jumped on a call a couple of weeks ago just to connect, and I really wish I would have just recorded that call because it was I was like, oh my gosh, we have to save this for the podcast. We have to save this for the podcast because it was so amazing. But he was someone that I connected through, a mutual friend who's been on the show, Jake. And I asked Jake, do you know anyone who'd be great for the show? And he immediately said, Tracy. And so I have Tracy with me today. I'm just going to let him introduce himself because I don't think I could even do it justice reading a third person bio, any of that. So I'm just going to turn it right on over to you, Tracy, and let you introduce yourself and then Get into the topic that we are going to talk about today. And you guys buckle up because this is going to be like, I was mind blown on our call. So just buckle up. It's going to be a great episode. Thank you. That was actually a great intro in and of itself. And (laughs) it's so cool when you have these amazing conversations. I think it's one of the advantages of doing podcasts. I do my podcast, you do yours, and you get these people on on Zoom or on the phone or face on face. And you're just like, oh. We have to record this. But anyway, I am the humble Tracy Brinkman, your dark horse entrepreneur, um, the host of a podcast by the same name. And uh, behind the scenes, from a business perspective, we do... We do a, a lot of things. We help folks launch or improve their podcast stats. We help people that want to do digital courses, which is a, you know, something we spun off into for a while. And then I also do a lot with, with local market folks, the small mom shops. I'm a big fan of shop local. And so mm-hmm. I started working with local folks to, to get them more digital visibility uh, and, and, and get rid of some of the rumors behind Facebook ads, Google ads, YouTube ads. Yeah, they can be expensive. Let's be honest. They can be, right? But if they're done right and for the right reasons, then you can do them on a very attainable budget and get the results you're looking for. And uh, I help a lot of the local folks uh, do that with their uh, campaign budgets. (laughs) It's funny is I just went to lunch with the county, not commissioner. I think he's the county executive. Uh, for the county that I live in, he did this cool little thing where he went to a local park and he just said, hey, he said, hey, I'm going to be there. Come on out. We'll just chit chat. And one of the other folks that showed up was a local business owner. And he was like, man, I got to figure out a way to get my name out there. And I was like, oh, we got to talk. And the, the county commissioner was saying, maybe there's an opportunity for you to teach local business owners to do this because we have all this COVID money being thrown at us and to be able to use that money for reasons to get the the, the small business owners back up on their feet after everything that's yeah. happened. So anyway, that's who I am and probably a little more than you wanted to know, but here we go. 
<laughs> no, not at all. And you guys, I, I just want you to know, like dark horse entrepreneur. Like as soon as I looked you up, Tracy, I was like, oh yeah, this is totally my kind of my kind of person. And you guys went on our first call. We went through an entire. How long were we on that call, Tracy? We were uh, on a call for about an hour and a half. Yeah, we were there for a while. Yeah. And we got into so many, just so many mics, so many things that the industry that we don't agree with in the industries and just different ways of thinking of things. And I walked away from that conversation so fired up. And I, I was walking to my car from my office after because it was like the end of the day. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, I want to try this and I want to try this. And I'm like, gosh, that was so mind blowing. And yeah, you got, just to preface that, because I am all about entrepreneurs who are doing it different and mm-hmm. you are definitely someone who does it different. <laughs> And so guys, we were right before we jumped on, we were chatting, like, what do we even want to talk about today? We're like, let's just see what comes up because that's what our last call was like. And so we kind of were talking about, okay, we could talk about podcasting or we could talk about like launching a digital course. And we decided to maybe go with the launching a digital course or creating a digital course, mostly because I don't even really talk about that. I talk more of like high ticket one-on-one. And so mm-hmm. I really want your perspective on that because I already know that there's going to be so much gold right. in that conversation. What do you want to start with? about launching a digital course? Like what 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 topic you want to start with? I I think when it comes to the digital courses, I actually got really into it because it was for me a way of getting the message out about let's stop trading hours for dollars, right? Now, Mm -hmm. when we're talking high ticket, one-on-one, a couple of thousand dollars for your time, that's different. I'm talking about those folks that are getting on the phone and they're getting $97 out of it. And that's probably not a great use of your time, right? So if we could leverage the content, because most of the time, and and please, uh, you know, disagree at any moment when you're getting on the phone and having those conversations with folks that a a lot of the same content is coming out of your mouth when you're sharing Mm -hmm. and you're getting that small value back in return in cash or whatever it is. If you could take that same content and put it in a format where Tracy or Ashley could just go, hey, here, you, you want to learn more about what it is I do, go check this out, right? This is your starter, right? And now once they go through that course, be it free or whatever, when they get on the phone with you, you don't have to go over that stuff. Yeah. You kind of level set the playing field. And I think the next thing inside of that is there are some folks that they're take it and run folks, right? They're going to take that content. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh man, this is exactly what I needed. And they're out of here. And you may mm-hmm. never see them again. You gave your value and, and they move on. And other folks are like, yeah, this stuff is fire. I totally connect with your presentation style, who you are, what you believe, all we just vibe. And they're going to be, they're the little ones that are going to raise their hand and say, I need more of Ashley. I need more of Tracy or Jake or whoever it is. And the selling process at that point is cake, right? It's really yeah. not a selling process. It's, oh yeah, sure. We could do this and I can help you with that. And we could go here. We could do that. How would you like me to help you, right? It, it's not a matter of if. Usually they're calling you up to say, here, they're, they got their credit card and they're doing this, right? They're just flashing it at you. Just take it, please. So digital courses are huge in that. And it's gotten so easy nowadays that there are platforms out there and we know the names, the Kajabis, the, the click funnels. Uh, there's one that I actually shifted and there's the Udemy's of the world mm-hmm. and Skillshare. Yep, yep. So there's all these opportunities and then there are more um, do it yourself, lower cost. So there's one, I just, I actually shifted all my digital courses over to, and it's called course funnels and it actually mm-hmm sits under your uh, sits alongside with your WordPress website. 
Uh, and uh-huh, it, it uh-huh. does everything that all those other platforms do, but it's yours. If something yes, happens yes. and ClickFunnels goes down or you just don't want to pay the $197 a month or whatever, you still have all your content and everything. So I'm a big fan of that, but then I'm a geek. But Listen, again, I love you, the geeks, but I'm a, yeah, I'm a, it, I'm a geek too. <laughs> it, it offers you the opportunity to just say, Hey, here's my content, go check it out. And then you have, for me, you have all the control um, and all the analytics. Oh gosh, let's go mm-hmm. geek for a moment. Because mm-hmm. if you can go in there and see that, Maybe a hundred people went into your course, but only 50 of them made it all the way through. Whether you can look at each one of the, the pieces of your parts of your course and see where the fall off rate is. And yes. maybe they're getting to this step and they're going, I don't get it, but they're not raising their hands to ask questions. It, it gives you some input. And then you can reach out to your folks and ask, Hey, I see a lot of you are getting to step seven or you know, module number seven, and then not completing it. Is there something that I'm not giving you? How can I better serve you? Yes. Again, and it's that input. And I think uh, that's another great advantage of these digital platforms is they help you engage with your tribe, with your yes. audience. And, and at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. If you're yes. not engaging with their audience, you're, you're shouting in the wind. Yeah, let's pull that thread for a second because when you were talking, I even thought a lot of the times I think digital courses, there's a lot of mindset stuff around digital courses. I'll pull that thread in a second. But what I wanted to say, a lot of the times when we do have a digital course and we we look at the data, we don't ever take that data as feedback because we are just so afraid of being rejected. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what if we what if we saw everyone was falling off at module seven, but we don't want to reach out like we sometimes won't reach out to them and we'll just blame on them. They're lazy. They just don't want to continue like they're right. not committed or something versus it being a OK, I need to be open to hearing the feedback, even if it's something that I'm not going to it's not going to because it can be personal. That's your heart and soul. You put your yeah. work in that. But coming approaching it with this, they're giving me constructive criticism to be better and to make this the best thing ever. And I think. So many people do not take advantage of that because it's an ego thing. It's like they're going to, they think that their feelings are going to be really hurt or that people aren't going to like them. And it's this, they can't accept that constructive criticism as just that constructive criticism. They take it personal. And on that same thread, I feel that and you can correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but I feel that a lot of the times too, people will just say, Oh, it's evergreen. It's done. It's out there. I don't ever have to tweak it. I don't ever have to do anything, but I find so much just looking for so much. I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but it's, it's stepping up as a leader Mm -hmm. to understand that your content and your mind, your knowledge will evolve and to constantly go like actually go back and create it and make it better just speaks volumes of how much you actually are willing to serve. It is coming from a place of service and not selfishness of, well, there's some payment. Yeah. You're like, yes, yes. I I think I'm going to jump in real real quick right there. I think what you said right there is the real magic right there. There's the hinge pin. There's the center of everything. If you're coming at it from that position of service, we all got to make money. I get it. Like Zig Ziglar says, money is right up there with oxygen, right? We've all been with it and without it, and we'd rather be with it. But if you come at it from that position of service, getting reaching out for that feedback becomes a moral imperative. 
You have to reach out. You have to ask them, okay, wait a minute. I spent 187 hours putting this together for you. Why is it you can't make it past module seven or three or two or one? You want to know why so that, oh, I get it, right? I forgot this one thing. And quite often what I find those moments, it's something that you take so for granted that you assume everybody else knows it. Yes. For me, I'm a total geek when it comes to things like Excel or Access. I do keyboard shortcuts and I just fly through them. And some people go, wait, stop, stop. What did you just do there? Oh, you don't know that? It's Alt S space hyphen Mm -hmm. this. And because it's so a part, I've been doing it since it was Lotus one, two, three. I just dated my, it's just it, a part of my DNA. And so it's usually those things you have to reach out and say, what's happening? And they'll say, I, I just don't get what you did right there. And you have to stop and say, okay, I'm the leader. I'm the teacher. I need to step up mm-hmm. and show it, my knowledge. It, it could be a braggart moment, you want, whatever it is, but you're going to say, okay, I get it. Let me, let me break this down. A, B, C. And some folks, again, they're going to be like, oh, he did that so fast, but I know what he did. And they're going to keep moving on. Yeah. Um, so you've got to cover both sides of that fence. And that's the biggest challenge with, with digital courses. And you're going to be throwing a hundred people in there and they're not all going to be the same type of people. Some of them are going to be aged moms. Some of them are going to be young men. Some of them are going to be working moms or single, whatever. The whole gamut's going to be covered. And inside of that, you've got, okay, let me take you through this. And you're going to yeah. hear, you have to be ready to to take the the mental hit, the kick to the head. Yes. Somebody's not, not take it like personal. It. Someone's going to go. Your, mean, it, yep. exactly. Don't make it mean anything about you. That's what we do. We make that feedback mean these stories about us, right? We're not good. Or like, I'm not an expert in this. Like I did this wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, we make it mean things about us. That's totally. Yep. 100%. Here's, here, here's, a, here's a great little nugget to share with folks. And maybe they fit this uh, area or maybe they don't. I've I've done lots of services in the online uh, reputation services, right? Hey, to help get people their reputations, their five stars. And about 80% of the people that have a good uh, experience with your product or your service aren't going to say a word. They're like, whatever. I had a good experience. That's expected. They're not even going to reach out there and give you that five-star rating. You have to actively go seek it. Now, on the flip side, 80% of the people that have a bad experience, they're going to jump all over that Mm -hmm. reputation. They're going to say, yeah, I'm going to give you a one-star or whatever it is. And so you've got to manage that and think to yourself, for the one person that didn't like what I did, there's these other 80 people that did like it and didn't say a word, right? Yep. 100%. I even want to pull on some of the mindset that came up around courses because I know like courses, digital courses are, and memberships are just a hot topic mm-hmm. in the online space right now. And I think they're seen as this lower level type of marketing, marketing strategy of, oh, if you're trying to attract a higher level person, they're not going to buy a 27 or $37 course. They're past the 
they're they're past the area of consuming something like that. I would love to hear your thoughts on that because I know like you just have such a non-traditional way of viewing things and seeing things. And so, yeah, I would love to, to pull that thread of what would you say to someone who had that objection to you? They probably haven't done it. That's the first one, right? <laughs> because, and, and you're right. I think, and they have, they have some valid there's some valid people out there that say, yeah, I'm past the $27 product. But here again, marketing 101, if I can if I can pull on your emotions and your threads and I can hit you with something that said, well, what you're going to find in this course is A, B, C, D, maybe A, B, and C, you're like, I've already done that. But then D, you're going to go, wait, wait a minute. I haven't heard it put like that before. So it's not always the amount of money that they're spending. It's the amount of value that you're putting into it. And I tell you what, if you can drop in there 10X, they always say, who is it that wrote the the 10X rule? I can't remember his name right now. Anyway, you put in there that 10X where they get, you know, 270 or $300 or more worth of value from their 27 bucks. And you, you, I don't say tease them, but you tell them, hey, we're going to talk about this. I'm going to teach you how to do this, the 87 ways to do that, and blah, 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 blah. There's going to be something that that person that is ready to spend $2,000 is going to go, oh, wait a minute. I've been buying $2,000 programs, and I haven't heard this yet. That's your unique self. And one of the things we chatted about when we chatted before is it's all about being you. Yes. If you can be 100% you, right? This is what the dark horse is all about. It's, it's just be you. And when you're being yourself, those that resonate with you, if we believe in vibrations and energy, right? They'll feel your energy. They're like, oh man, I totally dig Tracer. He's coming from. They're going to be attracted to you. It's going to be $27 and then $97. One, you know, they'll t- you can take them up the value ladder because they resonate with you. On the other hand, if you try to mimic someone else, you know what? I'm at, I see all the amazing things that Ashley's doing. I'm going to copy her. I'm going to I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm not going to call it farting around. I'm going to call it joshing around and I'm just going to mimic everything she does. That's fine, but I'm not Ashley. Yeah. I can't bring Ashley's energy. I can't bring Ashley's experience and and mentality to the cuz it's just I'm going to end up leaking through and I'm going to be faking it and People will click with that. They're going to, oh, yes. Yeah, they're going to come in. They're going to say, oh, hey, this looks just Ashley's show. Let me check it out. And two minutes into it, they're going to be like, yeah, this is not the same. Mm. It it could be better, it could be worse. But they come in expecting A and they get A.2. And it's like, yeah, I don't dig that. Or again, if you're just being you, right, they, they come in. That energy that brought them in is still there. And then 100 episodes later, you're the same person. But again, your journey is going along, like you said, about the, the digital courses and changing them. You're evolving. So as they go back and listen to your back catalog and come forward, to, ah, I get it, man. He's been taking this journey. Now he's over here and all this good stuff. And that's why he updated that. And you can go along. They can go along with you on that journey. And I think we, we chatted about mimicking the greats. Yes, we did. Right? Yeah. And, and I think it's good to absorb. And it comes in, I shared this, I believe I shared the phrase with you. I learned when I was a teenager from Bruce Lee. 
And it was from, it was like, I read it in a book called The Tao of Jeet Kune Do. And I was a big martial arts fan, but the philosophies that Bruce, so many people don't realize, uh, a lot of the Bruce Lee fans do, the, the everyday guy. But the phrase was, absorb what is useful, discard the rest, and add what is uniquely you. Now, you, usually when people quote that quote, they you only use the first part, absorb what's useful and discard the rest, which in and of itself is an amazing quote. All right. I go to class. I learn something. I can't use this stuff over here. I don't need to worry about it. I'm just going to take what I can use. But the real magic comes with that third part of the quote and add what is uniquely you. I can take something from Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins and, and Russell Brunson and Ashley and Jake and all these things that resonate with me from them and then add something to it that's uniquely me. And guess what? I'm resonating with the greats. I'm not just copying them. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. 100%. And even from... Like, there's so many threads. I'm like, ooh, this is even when we were talking about like the original question I had asked about trying to attract someone who's not at that consumption. That is all in the messaging too. Mm -hmm. That's like my biggest thing because I'm at the point now where I have invested, you know, fifteen thousand dollars in one-on-one -on -one things. But I saw a ad the other day for a thirty-seven dollar masterclass, and I bought it because of the messaging. And usually that's not my typical consumer behavior. I don't usually do that. I usually don't even scroll, but for some reason that like got me and I was like, Ooh, this sounds really interesting. I would love to just take this thing, this masterclass. And it was phenomenal. I was like, how in the world is this not like a thousand dollars? How is this not right? And so I, I love that you said that because I will 100% own up to the fact that I was like, no, I work with high level people and there is no way that they will buy a course. I, and again, I've grown out of that mentality as you start to see. But I also took that from what everybody else was saying. We can keep going on that. But sure. I love that you said that. <laughs> but the mimicking, I also not only see the when you, I want to pull the thread of when it comes to mimicking, I don't, I see it in another aspect as well. Not only are they mimicking the successful people that they look up to, but they're mimicking their business model. They're mimicking their marketing model. And when they do that, it is about you showing up as yourself, but you can be yourself, but trying to do the things that other people are doing is still causing you to be out of alignment. And you're yeah. still, you might not be mimicking them and their ideas as a person, but you're mimicking their actions. Yeah. And I see that probably more. And then we, we have these mindset blocks of I only can do it that way because that's how that person got successful. And that is where I really see people struggle because and I know for you and I, we are very non-traditional. We love to challenge the status quo and we don't really have any rules. Yeah. Like, why is it you think that's the only way you can do it? Exactly. I feel that way, right? I think, I think for me, it's, it, I don't want to get into politics right here and we can, but I think society has, is forming these boxes, right? You go to school and you learn two plus two, they teach you things. They don't teach you to think, right? 
They don't teach you critical thinking skills. They teach you how to memorize these facts. That's it. And I, I experienced that all the way through, uh, you know, high school and in into college. And I took non-traditional um, college. I, I joined the service right out of high school. So I was over in Europe and I took a satellite branch of the University of Maryland over in Germany. And it was still a lot of the same thing. Here are the facts, memorize them. You're going to be tested on them. And if you did good, right on, here's your, your sheepskin. And it was really unrewarding. It was great to learn some cool things, learn computer programming, all this great stuff, which I leveraged into a business right out of the service. Ah, awesome. But all the rest of it, you're like, why? Teach me to look at something and, and take it apart and put it back together in a new way. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where the entrepreneurs break away. The creatives break away. And sometimes the creatives turn into entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs have a creative side, whichever it might be. But there's, I see a lot of similarities in there because they take something and they break it down. All right. I, I want to paint this scene, which means I got to do this in the background to set the, the paint scale. And I got to do this first and I got to layer it on top to get my different colors and blah, blah, blah. Usually entrepreneurship follows that same kind of thought pattern. Hey, here's where I want to get to. I want to be a millionaire, whatever it is, or I want to add all this value. And I got to start stepping it back and breaking it down and chunking it down. Okay. The first step, Ashley and Tracy said, man, do that $27 digital course, which is great. So many people have done it, all right? but you have to have the rest of the value ladder there. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Yeah, you'll get 100, 200, 300 people in your course and you'll make a few dollars, but then you're still not going to be that millionaire you're looking for. You've got to have the rest of that. So you've got to sit down and break it down and think three steps ahead. It's like moving chess pieces around. And then as the landscape shifts, which 2020 was a perfect example of that, as the landscape shifts, you need to keep looking forward. I wrote a book, a book, I wrote an ebook right back in the 90s, late 90s. And it was called Write Your Success Story. And one of the one of the exercises I tried to take people through is I used the analogy of driving in a car. When you're driving in your car, something we could all relate to, you have this window in front of you and the two windows on the side and you're barreling down the freeway at, okay, teenager in Southern California, 110 miles an hour. Anyway, you're barreling down the freeway at the speed limit and you're looking forward and you're checking things out. Every once in a while, you do the right, left thing, make sure things on their sides are right and you check your mirror. You don't spend your time staring in the rearview mirror when you're driving down the road, do you? No, because you're going to crash into something. You check it. To, hey, I just passed this. These are the things that happened. I think in life and in our business, we need to do the same ratio. We don't want to ignore what's behind us, the past, but we want to keep it in that same perspective. Hey, all right. I tripped, I stumbled, I bumbled, I fall, I face planted. Oh, I got poop all over my face. Let me wipe it off and, and move on. But you don't want to forget about it. You want to use that mirror to, to keep your check, but you want to be moving forward. And again, just like life, when the landscape changes, when people shift their lanes, as you're driving down the road, you slow down, you speed up, you change lanes, you go around them. But at the end of the day, you still have that same destination in mind. Does that make sense? 
Yes. I know yes. I babbled on there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm even going to pull on that thread a little bit too, because I think something I'm really, and this is going to get a little woo-woo, but this is my hypnotherapy NLP certified brain coming in. A lot of the times too, I feel like we get stuck in making decisions from who we are now. And so then we get stuck into, okay, this is where I'm at now. And I made a decision from where I'm at now. So these are the actions I'm going to get. And that whole phrase, what got you here, won't get you there. Mm -hmm. It's really important to me. So like when I even reverse engineer, like I really like to sit down and reverse engineer and say, this is where I'm going to go. But I imagine myself already there. Yes. And then I'll say, okay, let's say I want a seven-figure business. So let's say, okay, what does seven-figure Ashley, if I was sitting down having coffee with her right now, and I asked her, what did you do to hit this, get here? Mm -hmm. I would legit ask myself, okay, I did this, and I did this, and I did this. And it's amazing when you give your brain that just space to just... And I call this, there's this exercise that they do actually Disney headquarters and they call it like dream storming. Mm -hmm. And they basically have different rooms. And so there's the idea, like the dream room where you get to just come up with all the amazing ideas that you want to do. Then you go into, they, they physically, the people on who work at Disney on their team go to a different room and they call that room the realist room. And that is where you just brainstorm all the ways you can make that big dream that you just dreamed up. And you imagine yourself already have achieved the dream and you go through and do all these things. And the critic is not allowed in the realist room and the dreamer brain is not allowed in the realist room. You have to physically get up, go to a different room. So once you go to the realist room, then you go to the critic room. And this is where you let all of those thoughts, this is how they did it. And I can't do it this way. And they did you a block, but you let all of that throw in. And then you just argue with them. And you say, okay, let's say, because the critic, a lot of times the critic is not there to be mean to you. They're there to keep you safe. And I think of it as like a parent, but let's say I, you know, if I'm a child and I go to, you know, my mom and I say, mom, I really want to learn, I don't know, pole vaulting. And she'd be like, well, you've never exercised You've never like even ran track or anything. Like, why would you want to do that? But that's not really being, that's not really criticizing me and trying to be me. It is to a point of almost keeping me safe. Okay, let's, let's, let's think of this logically. So you let yourself do that. And then you argue back and forth and you almost get rid of all the critic thoughts. And then you go back and you choose, you choose what is the one thing, like you rate it. You almost go through, you rate it on a scale of, okay, how effective do I think this will be? How confident am, am I in doing these steps? When you go back to the realist room. And then what is this going to cost me? What is it on a scale financially? And also investment of time. And you almost rate it on each one of those categories on a scale of one to 10. All the ideas. And then you take the top one that was rated the highest. And this is so awesome to me because I, I do this quite often when I want to reach a goal. But it allows me to be future Ashley coming up with the dreams and the steps to get there. But now Ashley in critiquing and throwing all of the negative emotion. And then it allows me to fight almost back and forth. And the, the future Ashley always wins because it's like, she's already there. She knows this is possible. And it, when you step in that mind, I know it feels like super weird, but I love to do that because it does allow you to really get into, oh yeah, these, this, 
it just allows your brain to also think outside of the box. Like it really, so yeah, that's a really fun, fun exercise I like to do. And I love that you said that taking the steps and breaking it down because Mm -hmm. it does allow you so much clarity and it allows you to truly have confidence. And future Ashley said, this is how she did it. And I have confidence in her. So I'm going to do it. I know that sounds really weird, but it builds your trust. You know, it's funny. It really doesn't. They all say the old saying of talking to yourself means you're crazy. I I think talking to yourself is good. I think you debate with yourself, just like you were saying. If you lose the debate, we might have to have a different conversation. But that's a whole nother podcast, I think. But yeah, I've I've done very similar exercises. I know the, the goal setting program that I take a lot of folks through has very similar exercises. You just take things down. You write down. You, you start with what I, I referred to your future, Ashley. I call it the Vista Vision. Imagine yourself sitting on a Vista high atop your life. You're looking down over the life you've built. And I try to take it a little more broad than I think your example, you probably do it too, but you're looking at, you know, the business you built or where you work. Maybe you like being in corporate America, the kind of car you drive, the home you live, the spouse you have, the kids, where you live, how does it smell? How does it make you feel? All these, you just, you'll look at that and say, yeah, I did that. And there's your future Ashley going, I did that. And then you start stepping back. But you're just like you were saying, how did I do that? Oh, I did this. And then that happened. And this, and then that you start to stay. And those are your chunks, right? Those are your goals, your three-year goal, your one-year goal, your six-month goal, your one, blah, 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 all the way down. And one of the things I added to it was when you're looking at, when you're reviewing a goal, there's a number of questions you want to ask yourself. Is this goal the right goal to be working on today? For me, if the goal is in your head, it's the right goal for you. However, it might not be the right goal today. And it's simple questions like, will attaining this goal make me happier? Yes, there you go. Will attaining this goal improve my relationships with my significant others? And that could be whoever it is for you, your spouse, your kids, whatever, your mom and dad. And and if you get a no, and I call this your your milieu check, M-I-L-E-U, it's French, right? It's a go, no go. You go through these series of 12 questions and if you get a no on any of them, it's not time for that goal to go forward. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying burn the bridges. I'm just saying, take that piece of paper, set it aside. And the next time you're doing your goal review in a month or in a quarter or in a year later, bring it back out and go through those checks again, because you asked yourself, yeah, if I achieve this goal right now, uh, it's going to damage my uh, relationship with my significant other. All right. I'm certainly not doing that, right? Yeah. Maybe you have a different answer. Okay. But so you go through these things and it's that check. Okay. When you put that over there, it's not time for that. And you just and you move on. And I think there's the other piece of things is we don't do these things alone, right? Yes. We, yes. we were not born alone. It, inside the same, let's stick with goals for a minute, but it, it applies in business. It implies in life in general. There are things you're good at and there are things you're not good at. Mm-hmm. I hate doing accounting. I'm good at numbers. I, I can do, I can analyze the heck out of numbers all day long, see trends and spikes and identify gaps and share with somebody, hey, here's a great opportunity for you because of this, blah, 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 and be all geeked out about that. But when it comes down to doing the the, the bookkeeping, I hate it. There's just something about it. I, I don't know why. I dislike it. I can do it. I've had to do it, right? But I don't like to do it. So that's one of those things. It's like, all right, for me, the minute I'm able to, 
I'm passing that off. I'm getting that off my plate. It's a high priority item because we all know we got to keep them numbers straight. But it's not something I like to do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slide that over to someone where they love to do it. It's their gold zone. Slide that up. So you want to have your, what I, I call them, your. it's called your Juntu crew. Those are the crew of people that are going to do the things to help you go forward in life, in business, getting your digital course up, launching your podcast, whatever, because they are the experts in there. And that could be buying a $27 course. It could be buying a $1,000 course, whatever it is. That's their expertise. You're tapping into it. Oh, hey, good. Oh, man, I hate doing podcast editing. Good. As soon as I'm able to, I'm going to find someone to edit my podcast for me. That way I can do all the fun stuff that I love to do. And they handle that for me because they love doing all that audio stuff. I, I don't get it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm even, I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally writing notes. Even when you said um, you're not meant to do it alone. Like I will even add that a lot of the times when I do that dream forming exercise, I do it with three or four other people to help be the critic yeah. and to help me dream bigger. Because sometimes I don't even know my capabilities. I feel like sometimes I dream too small. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have my, my cheerleaders over here like, you're, dream, you're thinking too small. Why can't, why, why not do something bigger? And so I will say that a lot of times I do that. I do, I'm like, I get three or four of my entrepreneur friends and I say, hey, I want to do this exercise and we all jump on Zoom. And then they also throw other ideas out there that I would have yeah. thought of. It's so much fun. So like when you say, like even when you're not meant to do it at all, I will say even in that, planning and all of that. I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, it's our business that we feel like we have to plan and do everything ourselves. No, grab some other entrepreneurs to do that exercise and do it all together. It's also really cool when you do that with three or four people, because we will actually jump back and forth and help them do and help that. And all of these amazing things come up and then it gets other ideas. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. So I wanted to add that little piece. Then I wanted to geek, I wanted to geek out really quickly on the conscious and subconscious brain because you pulled on a thread in there and I was like, I want to say this um, because you were talking about the exercise you do with them. You know, how do they smell? How do they like, what does it smell? All that. So I don't know if you're aware of this, you might be, but the way that our brains work, our conscious brain actually only processes words. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that or not. Like the thought, right? Our conscious brain only um, processes through thought subconscious brain processes through sensories. So that is touch, taste, smell, all of that. And so I love that you added that visualization piece in there because a lot of the times we, if we don't actually visualize ourselves in that spot, our conscious brain will not believe it. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to throw like something random out there for this. You have kids, correct? You have. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. So do you have your four? Okay, so I have two and yeah, I have a three-year-old. She's about to be four. And we all know, I'm sure at that stage, when you tell a kid not to do something, they immediately do it. Because here's the thing, they're at a young age, their subconscious brain isn't as high level as their conscious brain. So when you say, don't spill the milk, they're going to visualize now milk and Mm -hmm. spill milk. They're going to completely... like bypass the don't because their conscious brain is not at the level yet to comprehend it. Yes. And it makes so much sense. And so instead of using negatives, it's really good, especially with children. And I say this not only for children because it works for adults too, but to always try to not be negative. So instead of if my my three-year-old is climbing on the couch, I'm not going to say, 
stop climbing on the couch. Don't climb on the couch. I'll say, Emery, feet on the floor. And she's oh, okay. And she'll put her feet on the floor. Positive of what I want her to do. And I'm not telling her a negative. And this happens in our brain as adults, because let's say we want to lose weight. We say, we're going to be telling ourselves, we don't want chocolate cake. As soon as you say, we don't want chocolate cake, what popped into your head? The reason why we will eventually eat the chocolate cake and it'll be really strong. It'll be really hard for us to have that willpower and that consistency of not eating chocolate cake because the way that our brains operate is a situation will happen and a situation or a circumstance is a visual thing, right? Like we can visualize that circumstance, that situation, and then that circumstance is completely neutral until we have a thought about it. Thought is conscious, right? Mm-hmm. We will have a thought, conscious, like a conscious thought about it. And then that thought will create our emotions. Those emotions will drive our actions. And then those actions will create our results. And the result will always prove the thought. And look like knowing that is how our brains operate. A lot of the times we do have to step into that visualization because we're putting it in almost a false circumstance or a false situation. We're visualizing ourselves in that place. Brain doesn't know whether it's truth or reality. But when we visualize it in that place, it's getting implanted in our subconscious, which then goes to our conscious. And so we will legit, once we actually visualize ourselves, we will believe that it's possible. We'll believe ourselves as that person. We'll believe ourselves in that place. Then that will drive our emotion. We'll feel more confident because we're like, I've already visualized myself in that place. I'm already there, basically, right? We're like, I'm already there. That'll drive our emotions. Our emotions will drive our actions, that we will actually take actions to get there, and then that will get our result, and we will eventually get there. So it's so crazy. Like, I just want to geek out on that really quick, because it's this loop that a lot of people don't quite actually get, and they think visualization is woo-woo and dumb. And I'm like, actually, no, you're literally training your brain to find the evidence that it is true and give you the steps on how to get there. This is why when we shower, we allow our brains to go into the subconscious level. And that's probably the best ideas come to us in the shower because we're, we're doing things without even thinking yeah. about it. Yep. We're getting in that, that, I think it's links. It's a beta, gamma, theta. I think it's the theta wave. I'm pretty positive. I can look at my notes, but pretty positive. The theta wave is the meditation or the hip, the hypnosis brain wave. Like when we watch TV, a lot of the times we're actually in a hypnosis state. Because we're doing things without even thinking about it. That's scary. Yeah, it's scary. scary. We are. And and, and I'm I'm a certified hypnotherapist. So you can do that. But a lot of the times, too, when we do that, our brain doesn't know what is truth or false. So we can literally train our brains. It is just the coolest, most fascinating thing ever. But I love I wanted to pull that thread because I'm like, there is legit science behind visualization and, and going and setting those goals. And I feel like we've gone all off the topic of, of digital courses, but maybe you can totally, we, let's, let's close the loop and go all the way back that a digital course can be a way to get you to the person who you want to become mm-hmm. because you're taking on thoughts or opinions of other people and saying, that's not going to work. And you're trying to mimic other people. You're never going to get where you want to go following somebody else's rules or following somebody else's path because your brain is not going to understand it truly at the on a scientific level your brain is not going to recognize it because it's and, not a, a, amen amen and i think that <laughs> I, I think the, uh, <laughs> mic drop i think yeah. the last thing i wanted to add just because i think 
the universal consciousness, the world comes together at moments for a reason. Uh, just last night or this morning, uh, I was listening. I'm a big Anthony Robbins fan. been following him since probably the 80s. Anyway, he was being interviewed. In the snippet of this interview, he was saying there was a, a Harvard study done recently in the past two years ago that says that when you stand in that Superman or that Wonder Woman position with your hands on your shoulders and your feet, that and, and I used to use this all the time when I gave in, in my public speaking, still do, because there, it's a, a call it a power position. You stand there, your hands on your shoulders, your feet back, and imagine that cape flurling behind you, right? Oh, like we all seen in the movies. And if you stand in that position for two minutes, it literally physically changes the, the physiology of your body, it changes your state, right? Language can change your state, how you use it, how you say it, the actual words you use, like you were saying earlier, right? Take out those negatives. It's not that I'm not a smoker. I am a non-smoker, right? It's not that I don't do this. Exactly. Like if you say, I don't want a cigarette, instead you can say, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable around people who smoke. Like even that, like it's hypnotherapy. Yeah. It's right. just a language. Yeah. It suggested NLP. I don't know. If, yeah, I'm sure you know this. He's oh, yeah. He's like the, he didn't invent NLP by any means, but he uses a lot of NLP tactics. Like that is really what he does. Um, and like, it is about the power of suggesting. You're literally, you're not telling people what to do. And that's another misconception with hypnotherapy too, is that mm -hmm. people are like in a sleep state and all this. No, 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 you're not at all. You're usually just using the power of suggestion. Yep. And you're using it in a way that's reprogramming your subconscious brain to be like, oh, instead of saying, I do not want a cigarette. When I'm around somebody else, I do not want a cigarette. You would say, I'm comfortable around other people who are smoking. Mm -hmm. Because the feeling that you're getting when you say, I don't want to smoke around, I don't want a cigarette around other people, when other people around you are smoking, makes you feel uncomfortable. Like it is a negative feeling that you're getting. And when you have a negative feeling, it's going to drive negative actions as a result. So when you say, I feel comfortable around other people smoking, when you feel comfortable, you're like, I don't really need a cigarette. I really want one. And the energy, let me I'm add this last thing and you can keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, I realize this energy because I'm, I just started going down the personal development rabbit hole like only a couple of years ago. I know you probably know way more because you you studied Tony Robbins for a really long time. But I started going down this and I've been so fascinated with it. But even just like the energy within words. And so I'll give you an example. I was having this really tough decision that I needed to make. And I had um, my mindset coach basically pose me with this question. She said, do you feel like you want to be there? Do you feel like you need to be there? Or do you feel like you have? And just those slight changes in words, like my entire body and energy said, she said, do you want to be there? Or do you feel like you need to be there? And need is like a feeling of desperation, right? Like, well, I have to, I, I need to be there. I need to be there versus I want to be there. It feels really good. Like it's two very different energies. And then she said, I need to be there. She said, do you feel like you need to be there? Or do you feel like you have to be there? And they're very similar but they do give you, like, one of them is more negative than the other, really, when you think about it. And I was like, I feel like I need to be there. And she said, why do you feel like you need to be there? And then I started going through all the reasons of why I felt like I needed to stay in this place. I was trying to make a decision to, like, leave something, right? And I felt like I 
needed to be there. And when I came up with all of the reasons, they had nothing to do with me. And that's when I was like, oh, I need to leave this. The reason why I'm in this situation or the reason why I'm at this place that I want to be at was because I wanted to grow my business and I wanted this and I wanted that. But I felt like I needed to be there and it had nothing to do with my business. Had nothing to do with why I originally made the decision to be there. So it was this this moment of, oh, wow. And yeah, like the energy, like when you're talking about the universe and also in, in following Tony Robbins, that is, it is, even with your body language, that's super, even when she said, do you want to be there or do you need to be there? I like tense up. I'm like, you need to be there. Like I yeah. like felt it in my body. I think we have lost the art of learning to listen to ourselves. And yes. I mean that beyond just what you're thinking and what you're seeing and what you're hearing. It's like you said, your body gives you these signals. So many people, by the time they realize they're hungry, their, pro- their body has probably been telling them for over an hour. I, when I first started uh, dating my now wife, she is a health, I won't say health nut, but she's very into health and clean eating and, and working out. And she's a personal trainer and certified and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, we were out and about and I noticed that she yawned. And then a few moments later, she yawned again. And I said, are you hungry? And she goes, what do you mean? I says, what well, seems like every time in the middle of the day, not like it's bedtime, but you start yawning, it's you're, you haven't eaten for a while. And as soon as you eat, you stop yawning. She goes, I never even noticed that. And she's already pretty attuned to listening to her body and getting the signals. So sometimes you just get so used to a pattern, right? That's going on in your life. And it could be your body. It could be relationships or whatever that you just take it for granted. But pay attention to your body and the signals it's giving you. It's pretty smart. It's been around a while. (laughs) Yeah, and your body structure and all that. I love that you said this. And I I have to say, I remember an exercise. I watched something with with Tony Robbins a really long time ago where he did this exercise of like you stand and you you twist to like point to the back of the room. Yes, you turn. Yeah, and then you think about doing it all the way again and you like make it even further the second time. And again, like with the hypnotherapy stuff, it's insane because you've seen, I've seen people legit hold two chairs, okay, like the, the back of the chairs on their neck here and then the other back of the chair on their ankles and they hold a plank mm-hmm. on your chair for nine minutes. And it's crazy. Nothing underneath them. Yep. All in my, all yep. my And then people think it's like woo woo, like really crazy. Oh my gosh. I'm going through and studying. I'm like, oh my gosh, your mind is just. And even I'm a Christian, but even on a biblical level, we are literally called to renew our minds daily. Mm-hmm. If you know about your mind, oh my gosh, we could go down a whole rabbit hole. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. But it's crazy. I, I think that it's just. Our mind is our biggest thing. And we started off talking about digital courses. And I think a lot of the times it does come down to the mind of sometimes you won't even try it. And I know that's where I was for a long time. I'm not trying this because I had all these assumptions and all of these thoughts, but none of them really are true. They're only true because I believe them. Yeah. Well, right? What's funny, We've I know we've spun down a couple of rabbit holes, but if we loop this all the way back where we originally started with digital courses, sometimes... Some of these things we've, these tangents we've gone on are impacting positively or negatively 
the results of your course. So if I'm getting onto the the microphone and I'm using all this negative language and I can't figure out why people are giving me these responses, I clearly told you exactly what I was trying to tell you. Go back and re-listen to it. Maybe it's just the words that you're using that is, it's, Remember, they they didn't walk in your shoes for however long you've been around. They've walked in their shoes. So you have to take some of these things into consideration in the language that you're using. Uh, copywriters get paid money for a reason, right? Listen, that is all what I do. I will live by this until the day I die. Your messaging and your marketing is a reflection of your mindset. Mm-hmm. I will scream that from the rooftops. And I know it sounds logically, you get it. But then when it like clicks in your brain, you're like, oh, I get it. I can say it a million times. And then finally, like my client will one day be like, oh, I get it. I was showing up in this really desperate negative energy and I attracted all the desperate negative energy people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your messaging, your marketing. When I say marketing too, I almost mean like your actions of showing up. Like that's what I really truly consider marketing. Not really sales because sales, anyone can be really good at sales. Like you can even be in a very negative energy and close the sale because you could just be very good at sales. Marketing is really truly you showing up. I think there's a huge difference, which a lot of people don't ever talk about. But your messaging is literally your voice, your mm-hmm. mind coming out. And then the way you present it also deals with your mindset. 100%. I think I know one of the things really opened up. I always thought, okay, I'm pretty open-minded. And I've, I've always thought that. And there was one opportunity I had. It was back in my corporate America days. And I was working for uh, Coca-Cola. And I was at this um, big conference. It was a conference of uh, logistics and planning, right? The, the combined. And we were down in Florida. And we had the opportunity to go see either the Bally Pinball manufacturer or go into the underground logistics systems of Walt Disney World. And I'm like, Hey, I want to go there. I want to, and and at the time I was just doing marketing materials for Coca-Cola and I tell the, the things I saw were like, and when they were explaining, of course, walking in there, you're like, what? This is amazing. This is like stepping into a futuristic movie. Uh, And this would have been the mid nineties at the time. And I came, I know I'm scribbling ideas and the things we could do and all that, yeah. But the, the what the thought walked that I walked away with that once I settled down wasn't the fact that I was closed minded. It was like, man, I could open my mind up even more. And I did that by going somewhere that had nothing to do with yeah. the business I was in. We talked about that on our yeah. I'm glad you remember. Like, yeah, yeah. And I've started pulling on that string on my podcast as well. Cause at first I was really focused on those that are on that entrepreneurial journey. Either they're just starting, they're about to start, maybe they've made a few million dollars. I had David Meltzer on. He's made and lost more money than you and I will ever make in our lifetime. Maybe not. I'm not dead yet. So anyway. Big dreams. So exactly. Talk. And over the past couple of months, I've been introduced to people who really haven't had an entrepreneurial journey. Like I, I brought on Kenny Lee Lewis, who's the lead guitarist for the Steve Miller Band. Yes. Has nothing to do with entrepreneurship. But as he told his story, I'm like, my, my gosh, there are lessons in his life that he took on his journey to get from a nobody to a session guitarist to his own band 
to being the lead guitar player for this band that just hit its stride in the 80s. And they're still around today. He just got back from a tour last Tuesday. But and so I've again, it was reminding me, open your mind. There are lessons outside of your circle of of influence and outside of your circle of industry that could totally change your industry, your life, your relationship. So don't just stay focused. If you do SEO, don't just focus on SEO. You'll look over here and look over there. If you're you look at a tech company, right? Look, look, just totally blow the door. Go old school. You even go back to a brick and mortar. And I mentioned yeah, when like I first started, I chat with some of these small local mom and pa shops and every once in a while, this gem will pop out of their mouth and it'd be like, Oh, I never thought about it that way. But you can, and you turn around and you apply it in your arena. And the next thing you know, you're unique because you've taken what is useful, you've discarded the rest, and you added something that's uniquely you. Brought that full circle. (laughs) Brought that full circle. And that was something, guys, that we, that Tracy and I talked about on our last call. I was like, oh my God, that's so good. Because I think you had mentioned that when you go to like conferences and stuff, you never go to the breakout rooms about the subject you were there to learn about. Like, I think you had said that was, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So for, for example, I'm, I'm very big in marketing and messaging and mindset stuff too. But if I were to go to a conference, like maybe I would go to um, a supply chain. Yeah. I think that was the example you would use. Mm-hmm. Um, or a tech, like going to a tech. It's really interesting that you've said that to me, Tracy. I have even opened my mind up to reading books. Cause like you can, See all the books behind me on, on the yes. video, or you know, almost all of them are business, marketing, or messaging, copywriting books, or mindset, like personal development mindset. And I've even thought, okay, because IT, he's a cybersecurity engineer, and right. he, it's really interesting because we share an office. Well, we don't really share an office; it's my office, but he's still working from home, and so he wants to come to the office with me someday. So we set him up a desk like in my office. He'll come with me Sundays, and so I get to hear his conversation. And I get to hear what he's talking. And I usually just ignore them. But ever since our call, Tracy, you said that, I've started to listen because he works for a really large international company. And they have people from all over the world. And he'll be on these calls. And he's pretty high up in, in the company. So he'll be on these calls. And I told him to take off his headphones because I wanted to listen in, like on the calls. And just even what they talk about, I'm like, that was really interesting. I wonder how I can relate that to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was really interesting. I wonder how I can relate that to me. And even just even different. So for example, the Olympics is going on right now. And we went to lunch yesterday and they had the Olympics on. And we were watching archery. And I was like, I didn't even know this was an Olympics. It's so terrible. But I was watching them with the archery. And I had this thought. This is just throwing off. I will close on this because we're getting kind of long. But I had this thought of, the way that they do archery is the same. The same action all the time. They're just perfecting those same actions. thought to myself, gosh, as entrepreneurs, we are always looking for different ways to do things. When we should just look at how we can perfect the things we're already doing. That, I know that sounds so silly and so like, duh. But I was watching that archery and I was watching how every time they pulled it back and they hit it, they were watching the, the person was watching the tape and paying attention mm-hmm. to like where they could baby move. Like maybe they were down like a degree or something like that. They were looking at their mistakes. And then I started thinking about other sports because I love to learn about Michael Jordan because he was one of the greatest players, could be Bryant as well. And 
how they literally studied all of their game tape yep. on how to do something different. They were never looking, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this new shot. They're like, okay, I have the three-pointer down pretty well. Now let me perfect it. Yeah. And that was something I realized watching archery. It's so and crazy it, to watch it. And, archery. It, and at the same time, when they're reviewing those tapes, like we had mentioned earlier, they're studying the landscape that they're in as they're taking that shot. Yeah, they've taken that shot so many times. They could do it in their sleep and they probably have. But where they're at that moment, the wind is a little different. The humidity is a little different. And all those things have those minute uh, amounts of impact on the trajectory that bow takes as it flies through the air to hit that target at the end. And just like business, and like we were talking about with the car example, right? You're looking down the road. If someone moves in front of you, you change lanes, but you keep, you want to perfect that action, but you want to keep mind, you want to be mindful of your surroundings. Don't be in, you know, that little box and ignore what's going on around you because you'll miss the target, the wind will shift, whatever. The one thing that I love that you said on that thread, on the call, we were talking about this subject, you said, and I'm immediately, I'm immediately 10 steps above anybody else because I'm looking at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And that has stuck with me. And I just actually recorded a podcast, it hasn't gone out yet, but I recorded a podcast episode the other day talking about the show. Oh my gosh, I just bought this. Soccer. Oh my gosh. Uh, Lasso, Ted Lasso. If you've not watched that show, I would really encourage you to watch. It's so good. But uh, the I don't want to go into the whole premise of what it was, but the guy on there uh, basically he was hired to coach UK football soccer, but he was a football American football coach in the U S and then he got hired to go over there. And it was like this whole thing. And he didn't really actually know soccer very well, but uh, his boss said, isn't that an advantage because you don't know it. So you see it in so many different ways than all the other coaches do it. And I was like, yes, that's great. And that's what he did because he was saying, Oh, it's, it's chaotic for me. And then he ended up, not sticking to the rigid plate, and he threw American football in there and threw like chaos. So he literally had the soccer team line up like a football, whatever yeah. position, and it created all this chaos for all these the other teams are like, what the flip is going on? But because it created chaos, they took them off focus and they were able to score. Yeah. And it was just amazing. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what it is. So anyways, I want to, I, I want to drop this in here for you. So it takes a, a lot of the bis, bits and pieces we put together. So we, we talked about going to different things and experiencing something new it has nothing to do with your industry or your, or your, maybe your backstory. Here's the really cool thing about that is as you one of the things your brain does is it remembers these things, mm-hmm. right? And it's like when you're having a brainstorming session, you'll come up with an idea I'll say something and then Ashley, I add on to it. And then Jake, I'll add on to it. And the input from Ashley and Jake makes my brain go, Hey, wait a minute. What about this? And I come up with something I would have never come up with much like you were talking about the Disney rooms, right? All these different ideas begin to flow as long as you're, long as you're not critical, the same thing happens inside your own head is you're going through life. You add these experiences. All right. I'm going to go to this conference. I'm going to go to a breakout room has nothing to do with anything. I even know. I mean, new experience that goes into your head and then you go do something else in your personal life that goes into your head and your brain sees an, an opportunity. And as long as you're open to it, that open mind we talked about earlier, it can put those pieces of information together and say, oh, if I take this and I take that and I do this, we can have this new idea that you would have never had if you hadn't gone out and done those 
new experiences, those different environments. So it all rolls together to say, yeah, you've got to be aware of your, your surroundings, but you've got to keep doing things and keep moving forward to get that next great idea and be yourself. Best thing about that is a lot of times those ideas are those ideas that are unlike any other. And that's what disrupts the industry. And that's what people love to see. I love people even for me, my podcast, the No Fart Round Show. I can't tell you every time I say that to somebody, no one has an any reaction. They're like, oh my gosh, that is so awesome. Like so hilarious. And that's why I, I challenge and encourage so many people. Not only that, but within my work, my biggest thing is to help shift your perspective, help shift your, your content, right? Like in your messaging so that you can really be the person and market the way that you should, the market the way that you want to market and really truly show up as 100% yourself. But I also want to allow people to shift their perspective when it comes to how they do things mm-hmm. and also just shift their perspective on how their brain works and all that. And that is also how I'm able to close high ticket sales without sales calls because people automatically see I'm different. I'm not talking yep. about the same stuff that everybody's talking about in my industry. Right. I'm not, and I don't teach how to sell. I'm never, you're never going to find, here are three ways to sell a high ticket offer. You're never going to find that from me. Because if you're, I can give you all that information, but if your brain does not believe that that information is actually going to get you to where you want to go, you're never, ever going to implement it. So you're never going to, you're never going to see me teach how-to content. You're always going to see me teach thought-shifting content. I have to shift your perspective and your awareness before you will ever take anything that I say as true. And that is my... Man, here's the last thing I'll leave you for. And this is for you as well. Uh, Even if you never put your digital course up and sell a single one, Maybe you don't even tell anybody about it, but you go through the exercise of laying it all out and maybe even recording the videos. Then you decide, "Eh, I'm just not going to do it. All the things that you're going to learn about what it is, the value you're trying to bring and how you can bring it is going to be gold. Yeah. You're actually practicing it and you're visualizing it and you're doing it. And you actually totally, totally agree with that. Okay, Tracy, <laughs> we, could, I, I was like, we could go for hours. I know. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Is there anything, lastly, you would love to tell anyone who is thinking about a digital course um, that you would like to say to them? Ah, just do it. Get out there and do it. At the end of the day, uh, you can sit there and talk about it. And, and I've done it. I've done the, the thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And you procrastinate and you wait. And you know, all these fears, all these things we've already talked about. So I won't bring them back up. Just do it. And like I said, just even if you just go through the exercise of sitting down and laying out how you want to teach it and recording those first few videos and then go, yes, I'm going to do it or yeah, it's not for me. Go through that exercise and the benefits you'll get out of that, whether you ever launch that digital course will be huge. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. Tell everyone where they can find you. The uh, best place to go would be darkhorseschooling.com. That's the website. You can see the podcast there. All those socials will be up there on the upper right-hand side. You'll find me a lot on Facebook, but uh, reach out to me anywhere. Yeah, and congratulations on your podcast being like a really – what was it? You posted about it on Hello. We hit, we right out of the gate when we did the relaunch, uh, I did some format changes. We hit the top 50 in four countries. And then in January, February, 
I can't remember which one it was. We hit number 21 in entrepreneurship in the United States. Awesome. That is a tough one to crack, boy. Yes, I hit the top 50 in Canada, and I was really excited about that. I was like, hey, right? it's Canada. Listen, they're all listening to me. Shout out to my Canadian friends who are listening to me. Thank you so much. Amen. Yeah, I saw you post that the other day, and I was like, that's awesome. Congratulations. So, yeah, congratulations on that. And, um, Everyone check out his podcast. He is awesome if you cannot tell by listening to this. <laughs> Just thank you so much, Tracy, for coming on, taking your time uh, to share your wisdom and your knowledge. I still appreciate it. And, My pleasure. Uh, we'll have to have you on again. because we can so Anytime. Holes, right? Anytime. We'll find a whole new rabbit hole to dig into. Awesome. Okay. I hope you all have a great rest of your afternoon, morning, whatever time you're listening to this. And we will catch you on the next episode. Oh, friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Partner Round Show. I hope you had as much fun as I did, and I would love, love for you to join us on the next podcast recording. You can go to www.ashamayfernandez.com slash podcast to see our interview schedule and the link to join us live to get your questions answered, get some personalized feedback, and one-on-one hot seat coaching from not only me, but the amazing guests that I bring on the show. So I hope to catch you in the next episode. And until then, I will smell you later.